0: Hey everybody, welcome to Thrown Wrenches Podcast. This is Eric Stahl. And I'm Daryl Scott. Sorry to disappoint, but this is not the auto podcast that lets Daryl and Gabe prattle on about some dude's garage this time. Oh man. On this episode of Thrown Wrenches... More German emission woes. Flaming Hyundais? Oh my. And two-way traffic is coming
1: back to Peoria, Daryl. All that and more on Thrown Wrenches. about that, brother? It's I'm good glad, to see you. Glad to be back. Yeah, welcome, welcome back. its uh, It's been a while. It's been a hot minute. We'll talk a little bit about
0: it, but uh, yeah. everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for tolerating my uh, life you know, creeping into the show. I appreciate it's Daryl okay. and Gabe uh, covering for me, so talked a lot about it in the pre-show. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, well, shame on you. It should be. Yeah, but anyway, thanks for listening. And if you have any comments or commentary about the show, please chime in at info at Daryl, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, mm. there was not a single review on iTunes. So I am what? just going to slot that to the fact that you and Gabe cannot uh, get some things done. You did a hell of a job for the last couple of episodes. the mustard. Cannot get a review. <laughs> and obviously you can't guilt our listeners to make it happen. So. No, that's a special that's a special skill that only you have, sir. Yeah. But you have some skills yourself. Folks, if you don't know my co-host, Daryl Scott, well, I'm going to tell you all about him. Not only is he known for his radio chops and his announcer-quality tones... They can hold up a show with mere amateurs. He also is hearing The Borders on Supernatural. Did you know that, Daryl? Didn't know that. Great hearing. It's so in, it's so good, in fact, he could hear his 1969 Volvo crying in a storage unit in Peoria. And mm. he decided to give it a little attention. He's Daryl Scott. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Very, very nice intro. Yeah. I've been thinking about that one for a long time. I, bork is in my heart. Yeah, well, I was crying. I almost
1: drove it tonight, but... Uh, um, I liked air conditioning. Anyways, uh, so... I wanted to get here? Some, yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to arrive alive. Some say my co-host is a role model, you know, an authority figure with sage advice. Mm. When he's not around, bad decisions often happen and purchases are made. Thankfully, he's cool with most of them, even the ones that end up somewhere here on his property. He's the Zen master. He's Eric Stahl.
0: He's basically the guy with the storage unit. Yeah, temporarily. Hey, speaking of storage units, mine got broken into. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, I mean, that's late breaking. Tonight. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Got a text. Got a text from the old storage facility saying, hey, we're doing a walkthrough and uh, you didn't have a lock on your thing. So we put one on there. I got there, and, uh, yeah, it turned out it had been cut off.
0: Oh, by the way, 10 other units down the row, same yeah. thing? Same thing. So they and made a casual call to 10 other people acting like yours is the only one? It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Nothing got taken, and, thankfully, all of my
1: cat- catalytic converters are still attached to the vehicles that were in the storage. So life's good.
0: Life's good. How about uh, how about life with you uh, and, uh, and our sponsors? Yeah, let's talk about that. Folks, we have a great sponsor, Fort's Toyota Pekin. I could not say enough nice things about them. Of course, I work at Fort's Toyota Pekin, so I guess that helps. No, <laughs> seriously. As uh, as uh, uh, somebody who sponsored this show, I give Fort's a ton of credit. New cars, used cars, uh, service and parts, a small-town dealership in North Pecan, Illinois. You can stop by their website at www.toyota-pekin.com. You can find them on all the socials, at, Toy- at Fort's Toyota. That gets you Instagram, Facebook the tick of the talk, mm-hmm. And uh, I actually did an Instagram story this, this morning of a couple cars that came off the delivery truck. What'd you get in today? Uh, we got in two Tacomas and a Tundra. Nice. It's like my favorite thing. It's like Christmas morning when I come into work on a Monday <laughs> and there's like cars lined up that came off the transport. So yeah. I couldn't resist, but uh, I had to do it. So anyway, again, thanks to Fort's Toyota. They are 15 minutes from anywhere if you're in the Tri-County area and there's new inventory arriving daily. So if there's something you're looking for, make sure you reach out to a salesman.
1: If you want an FJ Cruiser, there's a couple of them there, too, including one with a manual transmission. Yeah, we're so kind of those. partial to those
0: things. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. If you like uh, you know, like those, check them out. Toyota-Peakin.com. Also want to say a quick shout-out to our Patreon supporters. You know who you are, and your uh, support has helped us pay for things like this mixer, this microphone. Uh, we're still figuring out. We're still trying to figure out all the buttons and gadgets and gizmos, but they really do help, and we uh, truly appreciate your support. We would not be here without... Your, uh, your appreciation,
0: so Patreon thank Patreon subscribers got one hour and eight minutes of audio gold earlier. Yeah, that was... Fr- uh, French movies. Right. Uh, your Casey's desires. I mean, yeah. we spent probably 10 minutes talking about Casey's. Well, like a habit. Uh, it's yeah. obsession. I mean, uh, we addiction. know a little bit about Casey's breakfast pizzas, so if you're a Patreon subscriber, you know all about it, and that's all I'm going to say. Feedback,
1: though, you touched on this earlier. We haven't had any reviews since late May. Yeah, and Maybe we
0: don't want them. I mean, maybe they were... Maybe I don't want I don't want a five star review to show up when I'm not here.
1: Maybe that would. That would Maybe really I suck. have
0: scrubbed them. Maybe I have changed something in the algorithm so that nobody can do a review. Did you go delete them? <laughs> <laughs> dear Apple, please remove this
1: quality review. Yeah, no, I dear don't
0: know. dear Steve Jobs or whoever's doing his job when he's not there because mm-hmm. he's dead.
1: Yeah, but Gabe uh, again. Shout out to Gabe Casey for for filling in. And you have not heard the last of Mr. Casey.
0: No, I think he tell. will be. He, well, he doesn't know it, but he's probably going to be supporting the show. For a lot longer, right? That's right. That's right. And we, uh, we we're we very,
1: very appreciative. And uh, we just have a good time when he's around. So even when he's not around, like right now, he's doing something crazy like taking his family on vacation. Screw that. Yeah, Screw I mean, that, right? whatever. Yeah. Priorities. Yeah. But uh, we want to say thanks to him as well.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for commenting. And certainly, uh, if you do want to throw up a review, we'd appreciate it. We'll read you all around the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, we did have a segment that we threw in here last I time. I kind of like this segment. I think it's a great idea. The problem legs. is The problem is... Does it make you buy things because you know the segment's coming up when you do the show? That's what my wife said. She's like, the only reason (laughs) you and Gabe have stuff to talk about is because you go out and buy stuff
1: or look at stuff, and then you talk about it on the show. Yeah. She wasn't wrong. But no, we added a segment here, things we should have bought or tried to buy. And I thought, there's some legs there. But in the last two weeks, I will say I haven't actually bought anything. That's good. Yeah. And I haven't really been actively looking because... You know, it is what it I is. I did
0: try to buy something. Did you? Yes. It was a $1,000 Airstream. I talked about all about in the pre-show. That's right. I went, so folks, everybody knows there's a scam on Facebook where you can find outrageous prices on amazing merchandise. And you're like, wait a second, I can buy a Toyota Tacoma four-wheel drive with a palm tree in the background for $800? That seems legit. Yeah, right. And But these ads never go away. I keep reporting them. I keep, you know, thinking if I if I keep saying this is spam, that eventually Facebook will remove these things from Marketplace, but... Yeah. i I told Daryl we should have a new segment where we take a screenshot of of six vehicles that are for sale in marketplace and it's spot the one that's a legitimate ad yeah. because yeah. honestly it's like one in five it's legit um but I went through I went through the madness just to see what would happen for science for science yeah. Yeah. yes for, for well definitely for research for the show uh, so I, I reached out to somebody who' was selling an a stream airstream for a thousand dollars it might have <laughs> been a Bambi I don't know what but such a good deal! It's like 2019 or 2020, and realistically, what 40, 50k? Oh, easy, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. I mean, for a Bambi, that's 40, 50, and I, mm-hmm. I think the model I was looking was probably 60, 70. Anyway, the ad was very clear. It said selling it for a family member, and so I reached out. and Said, "Is this still available?" And I said, "Yes, it is, but unfortunately, we've already released it to eBay. They're going to be selling it, but you can buy it in lieu of them putting it on the website." I'm like, oh, really? She said, "As a matter of fact." Uh, we'll have eBay contact you with an invoice, so you can just circumvent the whole process. Because that's how eBay works. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, as an eBay buyer over the years, I'm used to eBay reaching out to me with an invoice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm sure there are really specific terms. Like you could use PayPal, right? Uh, no, 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 Daryl. That's that's far too traceable. What these folks um. want you to do, uh, they they are very clear in the invoice. They send you an invoice for a thousand dollars, and after the sob story about you know selling it for a family member. Um, And then they ask you to go, they they outline, you can go to your local Menards or your local Kroger or whatever, and you can buy eBay gift cards, which, by the way, just so you know, you can only buy in $200 maximum increments. So you'll need to buy five of these in order to make this purchase. (laughs) Then we'd like you to do, take those five gift cards of eBay and scratch off all the information and write it down and send it to them so that way they can apply that to the purchase price.
1: That sounds perfect. It does. So did you go to the Menards and
0: buy all those gift cards? I thought about getting some bogus numbers and, uh, just kind of fabricate just to, to carry this on. But unfortunately I was already back in Illinois, so I didn't have the time to screw around with it. But when I was in Memphis, I had a little time in my hands. So, yeah, yeah. so anyway, um, so, uh, they, they contacted me. They tried to call me because at one point they emailed me and they said, Hey, you haven't sent anything. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm still working on it. And, but I'm, I'm doing it. Now I had given them my name and address and I given them my phone number. That's scary, slightly don't, scary. Don't care. If if I don't recognize your number, I'm not answering it anyway. So, um, they can't like put a virus on your phone I don't think remotely. so. Don't, they yeah. might, they might charge me with being a reputable buyer. I don't know. So, I, uh, I, uh, had a phone call like within minutes when I said no, I was still working on it. I mean, they, it was, and, and the call was from where they said it was going to be. It was from California or something like was that. Was it a guy? Was it a woman? I didn't answer it and they didn't leave a message. So, pretty crazy. Hmm. Um, but eventually, they kind of gave up on me. I'm like, hey, I'm still working on it. I'll see what I can do, blah, blah. And they just they gave up on it. But it it frightened me that it's so lucrative that they would just pepper the whole Facebook marketplace with ads. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be some doofuses out there that are running and buying gift cards. I mean, I would think if I'm a cash register clerk at Kroger or something like that, and I see someone come up and get $1,000 in eBay gift cards. Would you I, ask them? I'd be like, man... Are you being scammed right now? Yeah. No, it's a great deal. It's a great deal. Does anybody care though? At this point in in their lives,
1: does anyone look out for? The no, I don't think. Nobody, no, no, they don't. If you were at a, uh, trust me, the I last would. Few I CBS would. CVS and Walgreens. I've been at people. Yeah. If if someone came up with a thousand dollars in eBay gift cards, that'd be the least weird thing you see at the register that day. Uh, I just want to come up with a hundred dollars in KY jelly. I mean, <laughs> okay, all right. Usually that and Cool Ranch. You know, Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> Weird combo. I don't know what that's about. Um, and those Ferrero Rocher like, hazelnut truffles, which are not fancy. And K.Y. Jelly. They are not, they're not fancy. But no, so so your experiment was a success and that you actually kind of got to see what they were yeah. peddling. Because
0: I wondered, I've I, I just been wondering for the longest time, what was the point of these things? And so they're just basically scamming eBay money but, or whatever gift card they probably decide they want to do. But eBay is probably the easiest because you can flip eBay into about anything. Yeah. I mean, it's the closest thing we have back to Craigslist at this it's, point. It's frightening,
1: though, because all of those ads seem like they pop up and they go away, and they pop up and they go yeah, away. And it it's is. the same picture, yeah. relatively the same product. You know, there seems to be certain hot-button ones that will draw people in, mm. and it's, yeah, Toyota pickups.
0: Well, I but because of the algorithm, it knows, it knows I'm looking for campers. It knows I'm looking for uh, Toyota trucks. I mean, when am I not looking for a Toyota truck, right? I guess, I guess. Well, the
1: bottom line, the moral of this story is, boys and girls, uh, don't believe the hype. Anything you see that's too cheap is probably a, f- a false scam, false flag, we mm-hmm. would call it. And someone or somewhere is going to be wanting to take your money somehow. The trouble is it gives all of those venues like Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, it Craigslist, it gives them all a bad
0: name. Yeah, it does. Well, don't buy anything off the internet. You know what, my kid bought something off the internet one time and he got screwed. Yeah, he's probably an idiot, but uh, I guess that means the internet's bad, right? Yeah, all of the internet is bad. <laughs> you just have to be smart about it. And if you, if you do see something
1: that's too good to be true, go see it in person. Yeah. I don't know. Did you try and buy anything? Nothing at all? I No, no, I didn't. Um, what did I... I've had some offers. Oh, I had a guy try to sell me a uh, really interesting Chinese
0: motorcycle. Oh I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not the in the market for yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, you don't need that. No, I don't. I don't need any. Although I see a guy coming down Allentown now on Broadway in the mornings. I go to work. He's on. He's got a sidecar. At first, I thought it was Mister Casey. I'm like, how many people have sidecars? Right, right. But uh, it's a dude with a. He's got his mustache is so cool that even as he's going past me the opposite direction, I can see the curls in it. Is it like? Paul Tuttle from American Chopper.
1: he has got like the curly, the handlebar mustache. Yeah, it's
0: a little bit of a handlebar with a little bit of wax on the ends. I'm like, okay. I mean, you have gone full hipster. You're riding a motorcycle with a sidecar, and you're wearing the uh, like the goggles, and you have a mustache. I mean, he's just waiting for people to ask him of something. Yes, yes.
1: Look at how interesting I am. He's
0: probably a listener, so thank you for I just <laughs> supporting them. this show. And we lost him. <laughs> Death threats. Sorry. All right. Kidding. So this is a section of the show where we normally talk about our projects. And uh, I am going to take a uh, – uh, I'm going to step out and just uh, – I'm going to tell you a little bit about what's going on. So I have not been here the last three or four shows, and Gabe and Daryl did a great job. And I don't want to drag the show down, because when we get serious, then guys like Regan say they don't want to listen to the show anymore. Um, it's bumming me out, man. It is, man. Don't bring me down. Um, but I had done the pre-show with you guys, and I'd done it remotely. And this, again, Patreon people knew some of this. And we talked a little bit about what was going on with my family. And you can read about it at planetstall.com. Um, but my daughter was diagnosed with a brain tumor on Memorial Day weekend. And we spent, we've spent we literally spent two months manhandling that situation and we're going to manhandle it for the next year. And she's at St. Jude now, and she's doing very well. And there's been a ton of support, and I appreciate that. But literally, it's week by week. My wife and I are rotating week by week. We've got other family members coming in. So I, I'm, i you know, at the time when I talked to you, and I didn't do the show with Gabe, you know, I, and I just said, Gabe, help out. to be awesome. And you guys just ran with it. It was awesome. I was ready to burn down the world. I was just like, everything sucks. I'm not doing anything anymore. The show, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing, you know, I think the only thing I had in my life at that point was, um, I think it was, I was only worried about two things, like maybe three, my wife, my daughter, and my job. that's all I cared about. Everything else mm-hmm. could just burn. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, but I've recovered from that, <laughs> fortunately. So it was very natural reaction. I think maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. So, um, it's going to be a long haul. So I, I'm, I won't talk too much about that. It certainly can follow along on the blog. Uh, there's been a lot of people supportive you guys, you and you and not just the show. I come home and there's this table at my house, <laughs> <laughs> a very heavy table. But yes, oh my god! I, so gave it the when he had the uh, the the adult arcade in Morton. Uh, he had this awesome table, and I I mean it's it's um it's really cool. It looks like a big arts and craft table, but it's more modern. It's got it's got steel legs. It's gigantic, it's bigger than a sheet of plywood. And I marveled at that table. It, it, the first time I think I saw it, Gabe hopped up on it and showed everybody. It's it's sturdy. Yeah, it's yeah. it's massive. Well, I have a pretty big kitchen, or not kitchen, but like a dining area that's, that's merged with the kitchen. I always said, man, this would look really awesome in a rustic style of our house. Sure. And uh, I, you know, I think it was like a month or two ago. I said to Gabe, well, I knew he was selling the uh, the penny arcade. That uh, how much are you gonna ask for that that table? And he goes, Why you want it? Like yeah, just what do you want for it? And, I, and he goes, "Well, I think I'm eight hundred dollars, whatever." I'm like, "Okay, I, I'll talk to Angela. She's she probably doesn't remember seeing it because she went there one time, and uh, that was where it ended." And again, you guys, great doing the show, blah blah. And I know you're dancing around buying shit and put. Oh, sorry, yeah. buying <laughs> stuff, put it in my garage. All, yeah. <laughs> all that other stuff. Yeah, you know, that stuff, that yeah. stuff. So you might have to edit this one, to make it ch- uh, safe for work. Uh, but I come home after being gone for like literally a month. And the table is in my dining room, <laughs> and I'm like, this? "How did this get here?" And uh, I heard the logistics of this between you and my kid and his friend and Gabe. If Aiden wasn't here,
1: I I, <laughs> I don't know what we would have done. So hats off to your uh, and whatever his friends, Alex, name. Alec, yeah, incredible, Yeah. incredible because they. They they helped us take care of that. No, it was it was it was nice to do, and it, hopefully it was something when you got home. It was like, oh yeah, that's different. It, it did spark joy. Yeah.
0: If Gabe wants to know.
1: Well, we you know we had um, we had some time in our hands, and we got into a little bit of mischief, Gabe and I. But uh, at the end of it, we we did miss uh, hanging out and and just having you uh, having you around. But priorities, family family first, and um, I give you a lot of credit and thanks so much for. Keeping everybody, not just your family, but you know, friends and followers, because you're in you're in a lot of different circles. And everybody, probably their first instinct when something like this happens is they want to call or text or whatever. There's and a lot of that. You, it's nice. It's yeah. like, hey, I, I love that support. But at the same time, I can't sit there. I got to be here. Yeah. I got to be with my daughter. I got to be with my wife. Um, what you've been doing, though, keeping the updates on planetstall.com
0: follow those along if you haven't. It's, it's too great. much. I'm going to I'm going to tell you right now and I'm not trying to be over dramatic about it. Yeah. You can't read like 10 posts or something like that. Just just know, you know, she's at St. Jude. So yep. if, if you want to yep. go back and, and touch it, but yep. I have had family members who weren't following along and, and they said if you read two or three posts, it just, you know, it's a grind. And that's why you have to look at it as baby steps every day. We just we go through these things, but we can't yep. if I think 12 months ahead, yeah, it, it you want to blow your brains out. So uh, we just keep working along step by step. And yeah, that's absolutely. the way the blog is too. Yep. I did that because you're right. I got texts. I got texts from people that were like a mile long. And I want I wanted to respond, but I, I can't, can't I can't be on Messenger. I can't be on, you know, all these different things. And I can't and I'd see my dad over there talking on the phone and texting people. I'm like, no, that's not my style. You can't do it. I'm just gonna broadcast everything like I knew, like I do the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I'll broadcast on Planet Stall and and take what you will from it. And and to be honest with you, it's not even a full-blown honesty thing on that. I don't tell you how terrible stuff is. We keep it optimistic because that's generally my style when I do anything. I don't, sure. I, don't I don't, negatize people, but uh, but I, I make sure everybody knows what's up.
1: It's also a good record, too. When Whenever you do look back, like two weeks, it was a blur. Like, what the heck did we talk about yeah. at
0: this? With well, this and I haven't been there doctor. for two weeks. So that's actually very hard because – I don't want to write a bunch of fluff. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not just writing it to write. Uh, you know, I want to document what I see, and I haven't been there in the last week, so, uh, so it, it, it's a little soft right now. But when I get back down there next week, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more updates. And uh, and I write the good. You know, I try and just make sure. You know, if there's a little moment of stupidity, that's on there. So. That's fun too. Yeah,
1: and occasionally you get to see what. You know, restaurants you hit up like down there too
0: in Memphis. So. <laughs> and I've hit some taco trucks, man. I'm telling yeah. you, yeah, is that a big deal? Down oh here? my god! Well, I think any metro area food trucks are a thing, except Peoria. Except here, because yes. Peor, Peoria sucks in some ways. It does. Yeah. So I, we got to a taco place. This is good. This is a good segue. Um, we got down there, and I told Summer, I'm like, oh man, I looked it up. There's tacos everywhere. She wanted to, she didn't want a torta. She wanted something. I can't remember what. Wasn't enchilada. It was something she wanted. She could get in Costa Rica a lot, but she can't get back in Peoria. Mm. So I looked up all the places around. I'm just trying to think what the name of it is. Anyway. Empanada? Empanada. That's what it was. Empanadas. And uh, so I I just Googled the hell out of it, and I – tagged to like seven or eight places, and and her and I have a map we share together in Google every time I add a place to it. Drop gets, a pin she, on, the, yes, on the restaurant. She gets notifications. Nice. Like, if you share a map nice. with somebody, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, And uh so I found a couple places, and, and we went to an amazing taco truck uh, the first time, and I took Angela there. Summer, I went back a second time with Angela, and it was just as good the second time, but it's a little pricey. It was in the good part of town, but to, oh my God.
1: That's good to good find- Good stuff. You, you make the most of any trip under yeah. any circumstance. Yeah. You're able to to enjoy what that place has to offer. Yeah. And I commend you for that because I'd be I, I'd be at like the Chili's next to the airport. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, this stinks.
0: Not going to do it. Nah, Not going to do you, it. You got to get out there. Yeah. And then, so I, I'll finish the story by just saying this, that I, I have now been going to different taco trucks and I ended up in the C D Latin district and I got, tacos and a nice setup from a, just a dirty taco truck next to a gas station that sells all kinds of mexican soda and that gal was smiling and so nice and she was half the price of the of the the better place That was the food it was excellent yeah and i'm like yeah this is what i'm coming to. i'm gonna know. come here yeah, every yeah, day yeah. now I, I guarantee everybody's like well you shouldn't be down here but you know what it's just like when i was in mexico it's just like when you're in any other country or something like that you just smile be nice i mean i make a shot in the back but uh generally speaking you'll treat, die with an empanada in treat, your mouth treat people how you want to be
1: treated and generally speaking you'll get through the day so. that's right now that's good advice and uh you know you know you know where we stand uh, we love summer love your family and uh we'll be pulling for you guys as you continue down that road and uh whatever you need on this end We'll get you
0: covered. All right. Well, if I ever say, let's burn it all down, just be ready. Uh, okay. Maybe not. Maybe. Would we'll I, yeah, it do I go to jail for that? Maybe. Eh. Accomplice. Yeah. All uh, right. Well, if we don't, maybe we should delete the show right now. Yeah, we should. Just, <laughs> just hit those. All right. Well, you've been doing stuff. I, I think, uh, I mean, you didn't get uh, virus or anything? No, no. Cleaning <laughs> out the, uh, the the Cadillac? No.
1: Actually, I've done pretty well with not getting uh, weird diseases with that. But I got the carpeting and the the padding and all that stuff back in the car. Um, still need to re-stuff the undersides of the seats and kind of get that spruced up. Um, I'm, I'm I'm done with overthinking it. I'm just going to stuff some cotton batting from underneath, clean it up, paint the springs, and put it back in. No, that's good so idea. It'll be fine. Um, and the thing of is, is I've been, the last few weekends, been doing stuff for other people, and that's fine. I think I talked about this in the last show, too. Like, I just need to start doing stuff for myself and say no. And I really still need to take (laughs) that to heart. Um, I love my family. I love my friends. But there is like a life lesson there. Yeah. You know, when you. Well, that
0: was a liberating thing about what was going on. And not to take it back to me. No, you're fine. um, When all this was going on and I was saying I can't do the show, I I basically, you know, I texted Jason Daly. I'm like, I really can't help out with the SCCA. I missed Mm -hmm. an event. Uh, and I, the Boy Scouts, that I, I'm the committee chair for that. I, I told my Scoutmaster, I'm like, listen, I really can't help out that. And my guy who's helping me out in my run for county board, I text him, like, I got elections in November. I really, you know. Can't do it. Yeah. And it would be normal, just like you're talking about, where you would say, yes, you know, yes, I have time. Yes, I have to do that. And you said, you said the other day, I go a million miles an hour. I don't think about it, but I guess you just involve yourself with so much stuff. Yeah. You have no choice. So you just go a million miles an hour, right? Well your default is some people's default answer is sure.
1: Yeah, great. Hmm. Love to, happy to help. All right, absolutely. And then there's other people that are just defaulting to no, no, nah, never can't help. Do it, can't, never help. And they yeah. just don't. So and I'd much rather I think you and I are we're different personalities, obviously, but we we have that default, sure, you need a hand with something, I'll give you a hand. I'll be there, I'll do whatever. And that's fine, but then after forty, fifty years of that, you kind of start looking like, "Hey, I've said yes to everybody else, and I don't have anything that I need done in my life." Yeah, um, so it's just a it's just a life lesson kind of thing, and I'm I'm getting there, but um, I need to stop taking inside work, and that's the other thing too. Well,
0: because you were doing like a carb for somebody,
1: yeah, carburetor stuff, and and helping with uh, tuning on another guy's car. I don't mind some of that. But I don't want to be the guy, and that's what happens too. Your your word word gets around as oh, uh, you do this, or you know, uh, if you're good at woodworking, or you know how to I don't know, fix small engines or something like that, then you're just the guy, and yeah. every friend of a friend talk to Eric, talk to this. I, again, I don't mind that, but. I, need to, I just need to start saying no to stuff. Yeah. And it sounds selfish, but I don't know. I'll probably still complain about this in a year. My so Mr. Fort
0: has an 89 Jeep Wrangler with a uh, four liter that needs a carburetor tune-up. Does it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably pay it for that one. Probably would. Depends on what kind of carb it is. But yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Make Sarah, he get paid for this one. Yeah, get, yeah it's fine.
1: <laughs> um, no, that's what I'm up to. Hopefully in the next few weekends, I'll get the Caddy
0: back, uh, and then I can start focusing on, uh, on the motor and so getting it running. when you first bought it, and that was that April, uh, February. Oh, wow. I think your goal was to actually have it to a car show at the end of summer. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Mm, it's not looking good. Okay. It's not looking good. Maybe I'll have it running by fall. That's my new thing. I'd like to at least get the thing running. And realistically, fuel system in that far. I'm just, I need to get a fuel tank, get a carb kit, get a fuel pump.
0: You going to change the tank?
1: I am. It's varnished. They probably left it with half a tank in it and it's just all varnish. And I'm debating whether I get And a you just repro- can't
0: like stick your hand in there and clean the crap out of that. It's no. probably, is it massive.
1: It's well, it's a, it's like a 16 or 20 gallon tank, mm-hmm. but it's uh, I've never had success. I tried cleaning old fuel tanks before with a dip or
0: something. Did, is it some you can dip, will dip it. them, right?
1: Yeah, but the trouble is when you get the old stuff off, that newer. Uh, the metal that's exposed underneath will flash rust, especially with the ethanol in the gas now, all the moisture gets in there. Uh, So they want to seal it. They want to put a seal, like a liner in it. Mm -hmm. And I've heard horror stories about liners breaking loose over time and chunks of that coming in, clogging the fuel filters. And So I I think I'm better off just getting a new tank. Um, But then the replacement tanks, again, not that it really is a huge deal because I'm not going to be underneath the car that much. All the reproduction tanks have this, like, made-in-Taiwan stamp in the right. bottom of the tank. Yeah. And then I've heard horror stories of the filler um, – uh, what do you call it? Not the filler. The sending unit's leaking because the flange where it's, like, supposed to seal doesn't – So where no. the fuel pump's attached at the top? Just the sending unit. Okay. Because um, it's a pole the pumps on the motor. So uh. it pulls it from the whole way. But it's it's just where that – the gauge, you know. That... Oh, because it draws it. Okay, so mm-hmm. seriously. Right. So I don't know. I'm I'm going back and forth. And, again – what I learned over this weekend, at this show in Bishop Hill, where I had the Volvo out, the guy across from me was the 58 Plymouth, Who the, the guy who bought the motor the brown my 58 okay. from the guy in Iowa that, that he sold it. He had that. I had the motor in the, in the garage for two years on a stand. I didn't he, do it. He already had it running? It. He had it running in a month. Yeah. And the motor and trans. He says, yeah, the trans, I've dropped the pan. It was crystal clear. Blew it all out. Put fluid in it. Put it in the car. I, I put rings and bearings
0: in the motor, and it's and it ran. Certainly, and, you don't live with regrets on that. It just it just mer- it. it I you, don't. you didn't dedicate the time to it. Is what it boiled down to. Well, that's
1: what it is. That's like I could I I could have. No. I didn't, and that's the thing. I need to stop. And it was it perfect. No, it's not a show car. But he's running and driving with something that I sat on yeah. for two years and didn't touch.
0: I don't. I mean, I, when you bought that car, it it looked like it could be fun, but mm-hmm. it didn't look practical for your. Your timetable is right now to be working on projects. That's well. That's what it is. And I need.
1: To, if I was practical, I would have no cars, and I'd be working on my stupid house.
0: Well, Bork. I mean, Bork was he was kind of a working process, but he was drivable when you got him. Yeah, there's no brakes, but yeah, yeah. But the uh, rust and everything, you know, you just handle that, and you were okay right. with even take it to shows with rust on it and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a little this is a little different. So I'll, I'll get
1: there, but realistically, what I need to do is stop buying stuff that needs work. Yeah. enjoy the nice stuff that drivers that i have yeah and stop taking on stupid stuff see
0: the funny thing about you is you got all these great cars but then you still pull out the 2005 solara that looks like beat mm-hmm. hell yeah and you'll still drive that right. thing and get just as much fun and, and you'll get joy from Sh- that yeah. what is that there's a quote it's like shiny paint causes stress <laughs> there's something
1: to be said for that well I there's guess. no problem with the solara no it doesn't matter uh, so that's what I've been working on. Uh, I think we're at that segment. Is it time? Where we'd like to talk about? The news. There you go. All right.
0: We got some international news, some uh, flavor from, from Germany. Yeah, those crazy Germans. Uh, you know, Mercedes-Benz, they're in trouble. You know, it's a typical German thing, apparently. There is a trial, a class action lawsuit over diesel tests Hmm. This is from Reuters, Daryl. Mercedes-Benz went on trial Tuesday for a class-action style lawsuit that alleges that the German carmaker knowingly manipulated diesel emission tests by installing defeat devices. Defeat devices, easy to say. Germans, Germany's largest consumer protection group, the VZBZ, sounds like the... What's that stand for? It sounds know. like a nightclub. It, uh, like or, or some kind of creepy German organization. You oh, know. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Accuses the carmaker of installing devices in its GLK, its GLC SUV models... And that made the tests appear that the vehicles produced lower pollutant levels than they actually did in traffic. Hmm. It's funny. Have I heard this before? I'm pretty sure that diesel cars made by Volkswagen had the same problem.
1: That whole thing was huge, and then it just went away, and nobody
0: talked about it. Well, we, we talked about it a lot here in central Illinois because there was a bunch of them camped out over at the Rivian parking lot. I think Rivian made their first million off of uh, it's like, <laughs> the like German storage. cars like, sitting over there in their storage lot, right? Yeah, so when you guys did the show with Regan, and I, you talked about the Scout, because I think I'd throw, I, I threw some notes down, and you guys diligently went through my notes. I do appreciate that. Yeah, yeah we do. But uh, I was excited about the Scout, but I, what I wanted to kind of allude to with the Scout was, are you familiar with the fact that the Electrify America initiative is actually a dir- d- direct result of that BW crisis? No. No, was it like, like a settlement? It, it's something? part of the lawsuit. Oh. Yeah. So Volkswagen... As much as the Scout does look, you know, obviously they're floating a balloon to see if it's it's possible. They must have bought the name. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. We talked a little bit about that on that last show. Um, but they're floating that balloon. But realistically, Volkswagen's in it on the EV game. You know, they're not doing this out of the kindness of their heart. They're setting up charging stations all across the country. As part of that settlement. Yes. The diesel. Exactly. Diesel. So, I mean, ah. are we making lemon out of lemonade here? Did they self-inflict it? I don't know. Will it pay off in the end? That's the question. And you still can't tell me, I don't know. Again, I'm not a scientist. I wasn't good at
1: math, but you can't tell me that a well tuned, normal, not polluting, cheating, whatever, diesel car is that
0: much more inefficient than an E V. Oh no. I, I think that the I think the jury's still out as far as what the efficiency is for the lifetime of the vehicle. Mm. Uh It'll be interesting to see. I I just wonder sometimes if with EVs, if people will expect the same lifespan. I, you know, a lot of times when manufacturers would do like the EV1 or Toyota would do their RAV4 EV, mm-hmm. they wouldn't sell you the car. They would only lease it, you know. Right. And so you never you knew exactly what you are going to get out of the car. But as we move into the future and these cars become cars you buy, what is the resale value going to be? And, and are you going to be happy if you lose 80% of the value in a car after five years? I don't think consumers are going to stand for some of that. No, it'll
1: be different too, and unlike I, I would, to your point, I would like to see how they age, yeah, uh, tech wise. And I know we've had Priuses out in the market for twenty years now, yeah. and you know Nissan Leafs. People buy those off lease for nine, ten grand, and mm-hmm. they become great little commuter cars. Mm-hmm. So I understand that that there is a secondary market for that, but it's it 's different it 's different, yeah, different. yeah. brave new world mm-hmm. new world order i don 't know how these things go <laughs> isn 't that a ministry song, <laughs> something like that, New world order, all right, so speaking of germany um b m w
0: crazy Germans, man, they are just they 're all over the news,
1: yeah, they are, and the engineering prowess has always been uh you know something noteworthy, but b m w is making some waves here. This seems like it 's kind of a rehash now that it 's actually here. We talked about it in a previous show about a year or two ago. Remember we were talking uh, how they were going to start charging a monthly subscription for certain features they would, quote, unlock in your vehicle?
0: Yeah, but we thought they would just, like, see the light and say, oh, no, we're not going to do it to the consumers.
1: Yeah, well, they're doing that now. Okay. So if you bought a new BMW and you want heated seats in your 3 Series or your 5 Series, well... well it's
0: just a switch on the car, right?
1: It It used to be, Eric, but <laughs> now it's a monthly subscription for the low price of... $18 <laughs> per month. You... Where did they derive that number?
0: That's what I want to know. <laughs> what were people willing to pay for warm buns in the like wintertime? Is it like a ticket master fee when you get the invoice, you know, like the handling fee, <laughs> the convenience fee? Yeah, I got
1: tickets for 100 bucks, and then there's $60 of fees. So imagine for a moment you're the proud owner of your 5 Series. A chilly morning here in the Midwest. You flip on your heated seats and nothing happens. Well, that scenario is not out of the question. BMW actually has gone through with that. A handful of car websites noticed this week heated seats and a heated steering wheel popped up as monthly subscription options in South Korea on their BMW site there. They've since been removed. Uh, Other features now popping up for BMW owners in a similar way in Germany, the UK, South Africa, and New Zealand. So I'm curious to see how much this is going to affect North American consumers, but we kind of think this is where things are headed. Heated seeds cost about 18 bucks a month. Some other additional options that were spotted earlier or uh, one year, a three-year, an unlimited term. So I guess if you want a lifetime of warm buns, It's going to be more than eighteen bucks a month. Heated steering wheels run you about ten to twelve dollars a month. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And other subscriptions, they uh, they actually have automatic high beam headlights. That's twelve bucks a month if you really want to use that feature. (laughs) And then adaptive cruise control with lane centering. Well, that'll set you back forty-two bucks a month.
0: Holy smokes, man! It's like remember the pizza commercial: four bucks, four bucks, four bucks. Yeah, can I get a package deal here? It would be nice. This is insane.
1: I do hope, I sincerely hope all this blows up in their face because if they're able to pull this off, and other automakers, like Tesla has some features, I think, that are kind of like that. They can
0: unlock, and the car's the same whether they unlock it or not.
1: But I don't think it will. And it's to go back to your point you made earlier about younger consumers uh, not wanting to own anything or not being, you know, just leasing everything. I don't think younger consumers want to own anything. I think they're so used to the pay-as-you-go model, whether it's for... You know, phones or for certain premium features like YouTube or Spotify, things like that. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's just a change in consumer behavior where folks like you and I are like, "Well, I bought it; I should get all the stuff with it."
0: Yeah. So, I mean, think about this though. Like, sometimes that's how we sound, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) 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 So, think about this. Like, sometimes years ago, when we'd go overseas, I would like call my cell phone company and I'd bump up the plan. Uh huh. Okay. So, what if? What if I bump up my planks? I'm gonna take a cross country trip, or in November I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on heated seats for November, December, and January. Just a seasonal. Yeah, exactly. Feature is there is there options for that? You think I saw the one year, three year, and unlimited terms, but uh...
1: I don't think so. I think Comcast and all the other places have ruined that. Okay, so I would love to watch certain premium channels. Sometimes during the year, and yeah. then other times not so much. Well, they don't do that. You lock it into a one-year term, a two-year term. Apple TV term.
0: has like a show, uh, what that uh, soccer show, the uh, with the uh, oh Ted uh, Ted, Lasso. Ted Lasso. I love Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah. But I'll wait till the next season. Of Ted Lasso is out, and all the episodes are out, and then I'll get Apple TV for six ninety nine for the month. I'll binge it and I'll drop it off my subscription. So you so can do that though. You can't, you can't just on some channels. Yeah. Apple TV does that. Well, that's nice. I think Hulu does that too. So there's something, but but that same thing though. Hulu and Netflix and all that. I
1: love when people start talking about. Yeah, I cut the cord. I don't have cable. I just got Hulu, I've got Amazon, I've got this, I've got that, I've got and you add it all up, you're like, you're paying almost what you were with cable. Oh yeah. Probably not the yeah. same, but no. still.
0: Yeah. Jake Jake Irish could fill us in on that. Maybe we need to have Jake on a next show because he's got back from the, the big trip out west. He this could, would be the tractor show? I think so. Oh yeah, we could talk about tractors. We could talk about uh, how much he hated Xfinity. Yeah, we could do that. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. He doesn't have a non compete anymore, does he? He's
1: probably good. <laughs> yeah, we're almost a year. I think we're good. All right. Uh, I know we kind of shuffled some stuff around in the document, but we did, uh, but uh who
0: doesn't love a nice garage fire story, Derek? Mm. It's a heart warmer, right? It sure is. Hyundai and Kia, they got some problems. It's new. Well, this is from Car and Driver. If the news about the Hyundai Ionic recall for the danger of fire sounds familiar, it should. In new filings with the NHTSA, Hyundai reports that previously recalled Ionic hybrids and plug-in hybrid vehicles are being called back again. The problem, Hyundai says, is a defect in the power relay assembly of 10,500 ionics, and this could cause the assembly to overheat, leading to a risk of heat damage and fire when the assembly is located under the rear seats. Well, it's located under the rear seats. Fire's bad, right? Fire is bad. You know, and as somebody who's worked at a dealership for a long time, knock on wood, because this has certainly happened to any of us, uh, I have to imagine anytime time you, you notify your customers that they should park their car in the driveway and not the garage, This is at Ford. I think Chevy had a problem with the keychains dangling too hard. Yeah, I mean, this is not unprecedented territory. No, it's happened. It's got to be horrible to send those letters out. And then you have to deal with all the customers yeah. coming in. No, my
1: car's not going to blow up yeah, It's yeah. like, no, just, just... Well, one
0: time you sent me a letter, said it might. <laughs> right. Well, then how many people don't even read those letters? You know, I got a customer who's in day. Well, I got it. My dashboard's cracking. I never got a letter about that. I'm like, well, you did, but... Uh,
1: you yeah, did. You yeah, crumpled it up. Yeah. Also, that's a 2003 car. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, because you got a Solara. I, well, yeah, it's just it's just cracked in certain spaces. <laughs> just don't touch it. You might stick to it. I'll just get a cover lay and just put some bubble gum underneath Those it. Those are nice. I like them. No, they're not. Yeah. Anyways, um, so that's kind of scary, but uh, you know, maybe they'll do the right thing. It, it's really a power supply. It's relay inside the power supply. So nothing in the car itself...
0: No, and a lot of times when you it's plug a in a, a hybrid car or an EV car, you'll hear a fan running. You'll, you'll, I mean, you'll hear motors running in the car because there are fans making sure that battery is a charger. just like when you charge up your cell phone. You get, or a, lot of heat, you get a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. So I guarantee there's a relay that's got to make sure that heat's displaced. So just be careful, folks. If, if you're one of the 10,000 people who owns an Ionic and listen to this show, which I'm going to do the odds, let's think. <laughs> yeah, how, many, <laughs> how many listeners own Ionic? Maybe one. All right. Probably
1: neat looking car. Uh um, they are actually. Do we do we shelve this national one or are we going to move yeah, on?
0: Yeah, we're going to move on past uh okay. we got some, I I told Daryl that I wanted to try and do a show with less EV news. I'm, it's hard. It is hard. It's hard nowadays. Yeah, it is. So we've had some good stories that weren't EV related, so let's keep let's keep plugging
1: along here. All right. All right. So we go back to some national headlines here. We're going to talk about the Ford Mach-E, which I think was actually Kind of funny. Ford's first real attempt at an electric vehicle has been quite a hit with critics. The Mustang Mach-E, hashtag not my Mustang, replaced the Tesla <laughs> Model 3 as Consumer Reports. Electric
0: ponies live here. Oh, gosh.
1: Uh, Re- Consumer Reports' top pick back in February 2022... And uh, since then, it was named the top car in the Automobile Association of America's Car Guide in May. The Car and Driver also awarded it the magazine's first EV of the Year Award in June of 21. And it was named the Utility of the Year. I guess Sport Utility, whatever. uh, The North American Car and Truck of the Year Awards. One of the most prestigious awards in the automotive industry. So prestigious, Eric Never heard of it, but yeah, me either. Have you <laughs> like what are they talking about? Uh, it's like the Heisman Trophy for cars. Um, but really, you had some thoughts here because we called this thing out early on. It's really an SUV. It's got some sporty lines, some callbacks to the Mustangs of almost like the nineteen nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, neat design, but to call it a
0: Mustang and to to call it a hit with consumers and critics, yeah. I, I think this is one of those deals where you know you survey people and you say, hey, what do you want? What do you love? And I think just like when we do Cars of the Week, Daryl, mm-hmm. we literally you know pull up a dream car. Now, your and I's dream car aren't generally prestigious, no. but I think Joe Consumer and certainly uh, his family looks at the Mach-E as something that we would aspire to own that, right? Yes. That's I always want him the Mustang, but I also want an EV.
1: Yeah, Let's make yeah. them both.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think this car gets a lot of street cred from that, but I just can't believe that many people in the country are pining for this car, that it's a top pick. You know, the the numbers have gone up, and they've done a good job with the car, there's no doubt. And I think Ford has a, you know, they've done probably the best of sure. any manufacturer, domestic for sure. Uh, but I just, I feel like this survey is, is BS. And I feel like car these magazines, uh, and uh, AAA and stuff like that, marking this car as a top pick, very premature. I think this is jumping on the bandwagon. I have only seen, and not
1: that I get out and travel all over the world, but in my travels, I've only seen two of these things on the road and uh, they both were painted in that uh, kind of maroon that all the press photos of these things the Maroon. maroon. All the dealer stuff, you've seen these things. They're all either that that color or the white. Nice-looking car. Wouldn't mind trying one out, but... Uh, oh, it's
0: certainly fun to drive. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, how many electric ponies can I get to liven up here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we actually have local news, Daryl. How about that? How about that? This is from WCBU, our local NPR station, Joe Deacon. Peoria is taking a closer look at plans to bring two-way traffic back to major downtown streets. This is actually kind of good news here. Adams Street and Jefferson Street have been one-way roads in downtown Peoria for more than 70 years. But the city wants to find ways to revert two-way traffic back and bring vibrancy back to the area. I thought that those roads had been changed. They were. Okay. They say 70 years. That number, now maybe Jefferson or something was always one-way? I'm not.
1: I I can't be a hundred percent sure, but I know right around where the area they're talking, they put in a pedestrian mall in Fulton. Mm-hmm. They basically closed a street there, and I thought that's when they did the two way. Okay, I thought they split it, and it was around 1970 71. Okay, in a lot of big urban areas, that was a, pedestrian malls were going to be a big thing. Yeah, right, yeah, you yeah. we're going
0: we're to close off a street and the people hang out there. Yeah, and I don't know if that was like hippy dippy stuff or like Earth well, Day. I mean, walkable I think that. It, it, the Becker Building is right there, I think, mm-hmm. right? And I, it's still, I mean, it's a very vibrant area. There's still be work yeah. being done there. So I think it's a good spot. Uh, it says this project will take about three years and cost more than $12 million. But the hope is it will benefit both businesses and pedestrians and make the time money worthwhile. City engineer Andrea Kloffenstein said the idea was to change the downtown traffic pattern originated out of a need to replace the current pedestrian mounted traffic signs. So they're changing the traffic signs. So they figure we might as well change the roads at the same time. That was the real start of the project," she said. "But it was also changing two-way traffic to keep people downtown or wanting to be downtown. When it's one way and you're going fast, you're just really directing people through downtown. And we want to make downtown a destination where people come shop, eat, work, and hang out in downtown area. I agree completely with that because if, yeah. if I get on Jefferson, I'm 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 literally there's four or three lanes of just shooting straight through there. I'm getting I'm getting out of downtown. You're booking it through, yeah.
1: And something else that's happened in recent years is in a lot of these kind of suburban areas, the outside the metro areas and big cities, they've been adding bike lanes. They've been adding center, like, mm-hmm. dividers with plants and stuff in it. And initially, the car guy, me I mean, like, what the heck's this crap, blah, blah, blah. But you know what it does? It forces people to slow down. Mm-hmm. They should. It forces people to sometimes get out of their car, walk around do a little uh, walk through your local business district. Uh, when they started doing that on Main Street over by Bradley University, they widened. It used to be it used to be four lanes going yep. down Main Street, and yep. it was just chaos all the time. Now it's big, nice and wide. And I've spent more time walking to Ribbon Records and the little Sunbeam building and walking down the street. I will park the car and I will walk four blocks. I'll go to the Habitat Restore and look at old it's furniture. Great, great place. It's awesome. I would have never done that if it was still a four-lane nightmare yeah, yeah. and you had to go park in four different parking lots and move around to business to business. So for businesses, this is going to hopefully make sense. For the people working downtown, that's another thing because um, I don't work that far from here. Mm-hmm. It will actually improve drivability, walkability, and, and frankly, plowing in the wintertime. Oh, God,
0: I can't even imagine what nightmare that's been. It's, it, it's awful, and because you got to loop around. Well, and I would, whenever I'd have to get on the interstate, I would go down to Maine, go up to Hamilton, and then turn, and then get, you know, get on the interstate going out. Yeah. Stupid. And if I made the wrong turn, end up going to O'Brien Field. Well, then I got to go all the way back around the other direction. Exactly. Yeah. This this is going to make things
1: work the way it, the way it did before we started overthinking our our city grids and and traffic patterns. I just wish, I just wish. I'm all in favor of adding bike lanes and returning two way traffic and making things pedestrian friendly. Uh, we got to stop doing the speed humps and the speed tables. Those are such a
0: joke. Where are they at? Where's the, there's... Forest Hill? Uh, okay, that's Northmore. You're, ta- you're talking
1: about up on, on Peoria Heights. No, no, it's the city of Peoria. They've been adding them uh, all through the uplands. There's, okay. They've added them, so they've they they spend more money. A lot of these things, twelve million dollars. I'm looking at that and like, well, they're just changing traffic lights. What's twelve million dollars? Well, they got to. Excuse me. Paint the streets. They got to stripe things differently. Maybe curbs got to be cut mm-hmm. different. I don't know. Signs, lots it, of signs. It's signage. But I'm like twelve million dollars. That sounds a lot of money for something. You're just like, hey, you can go this way now. Yeah. But there is more than that to it. But whenever they do another one of these projects, where they'll they'll do some other traffic update, traffic patterns or something like that, they usually wind up putting speed humps and speed tables. That's the big thing where they yeah, go through the intersection. Fo- well, the center
0: up there at Maine. What are you talking about right? Awful. Ac- yeah. Yeah. Right across from uh, Bradley University.
1: And if you look at it from a maintenance standpoint, everybody's oil pan and suspensions hitting it and <laughs> chipping it. This yeah. the plows, the buses in yeah. the in the summer, they're hitting and scraping yeah. it, and it just. It, there's some ideas that I'm like, yeah, this is the way we need to go, and yeah. there's others that are like, that's a waste of money, and it's a waste of money future wise yeah. from a maintenance standpoint. So, I'm not an expert. But I'll I'll tell you but what. But you I
0: play do. one on the station. That's right. Yeah. On throwing wrenches podcast, he's an expert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You paid folks to hear well, wait, it's free. You didn't it pay is for free. that advice. Anyway. Uh Rivian. So there was a ton of news, and we had an article when I first started putting notes together. Uh Rivian Rivian made this terrible announcement. They're gonna lay off seven hundred people. Mm. And uh, of course the Rivian factory is just down the road from us here in central Illinois. So that was huge news. And um uh, you know, they had pretty much said from the get-go that was not going to be production jobs, but nobody really knew. So uh, it did come through. The Morgan County Citizen, which is a newspaper down in Georgia, uh, you know, of course, Georgia's trying to get the second Rivian plant. They had a good, nice article about it. But basically, uh, CEO R.J. Scringe released a letter to the employees in the wake of the news report saying they were going to lay up to 5% of Rivian employees off. The electric car maker was poised to begin construction of a $5 billion mega factory down in Morgan and Walton counties later this summer, and they pledged to create 7,500 jobs once that plant was fully up and running. letter comes on the heels of a bombshell report from Bloomberg last week claiming that the Rivian Automotive is planning to reduce its workforce by up to 5%. However, the report also claims that the layoffs will not affect Rivian manufacturing jobs, but positions in the areas that have grown too quickly. So ultimately, I don't know that really any jobs were lost from the, the Bloomington factory.
1: No, and it seemed like some local media were saying they were getting reassurances that there were zero yeah. jobs affected. So that seemed pretty bold. But initially, yeah, I'll, I'll go with it was scary. It was yeah. scary because we know several people who work there. We know that for, from an economic development standpoint, that's been a huge boon to this area. The, one that was left with a huge void when yeah. uh, Mitsubishi folded.
0: Yeah, and I and I'll go out on a limb, and I'll probably you know upset some some listeners who are maybe Rivian haters. I'm not a Rivian lover, you know. Obviously, Rivian's a competition to my manufacturer that I work at, but ultimately, not really. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not that scary at this point, and I don't think they're going to be scary in the long run. But all the hate, the flaming I saw, all these people who didn't, who don't work at Rivian, who were posting, you know, they were the Journal in the Star article, oh, the, the Journal Star shares and stuff like it. People are like, ah, oh, see, look, told you these electric cars, you know, Biden Beals, or whatever, you know, everything they were saying, yeah. you know, new tech, it's stupid, and all that. So much hate, so much flaming, and I'm like, you need to to root slightly for these guys over here. In Bl- Even if you don't want to fully support them, maybe you'll never own a Rivian. I'll never own a Rivian, but you should want the best for that factory over there because they propped up the economy in central Illinois big time. Well, that's just it.
1: When you look at post-World War II America, and the reason we were able to do what we did during World War II is because there were manufacturing centers and, and companies in every town, every yeah. major city yeah. with 30,000 people or more. Well, they were building stuff, yeah. and that's not the case anymore. So when somebody does come in and they invest, they invest in a factory that has been closed for quite some time, yeah. retool, come up with a groundbreaking product, and then start hiring people from all over the country mm-hmm. to work there – even if you're not a fan of what they're making, it should be something that you should be proud of. You want to cheer them on. You want yeah. to make sure that you don't have another dead factory that's not producing anything.
0: Well, and I think this is what it boils down to, too. It's too many times now we watch factories get built, like in Morgantown or something like that. They aren't built in central Illinois. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, this was a fluke. Yeah. The fact that they landed there... I yeah. mean, realistically, the rest of the country probably looks back and like, man, we probably should have got that factory in our our neck of the woods, right?
1: And they probably should have. Yeah, we were should. we were lucky. <laughs> yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. I think it's a great opportunity for people in this region yeah. to to take stock of what's important, and what's important is putting people to work, keeping people employed, and not the type of jobs where they're just. Making making ends meet, they're actually
0: really decent
1: paying jobs. Yeah, yeah.
0: and like I said, ultimately, I think uh, the, we could we could sit here and dissect the Rivian plan. I'm not sure that I'm convinced that they can make their their living selling those trucks, but I think the the Amazon factor is going to be huge. So and those are slated to roll out here pretty soon. And that was also a news story, but I did not include that in here. But mm-hmm. uh, you will start seeing Rivian trucks delivering packages. On the prime with your, the big prime logo on the pretty, side, pretty soon. I think we've reached that time in the program, Eric. Oh man, I don't even know if I'm ready for this. But oh it's no, not... is it that time? <laughs> it's time for your moment of Oh, That's so good. That's so good. I've, I've definitely lost my job. <laughs> this is from The Cut Elon Musk can't. Stop tweeting about his sex life. Oh, chronic overshare. Gross. Elon Musk has once given us more insight into his private life than anyone ever wanted. On Sunday, the billionaire attempted to shut down the claims from the Wall Street Journal article that he allegedly had an affair with his friend and Google co-founder, Sergi Brin's wife, Nicole Shanahan. (laughs) He tweeted that in the comments in an article. He said, our total BS, and he said that, He was at a party with Bryn the night before, sharing a selfie of the two, and he then proceeded to announce to the world, I haven't even had sex in ages. That was your moment of (laughs) mud. I feel a Patreon outtake coming there. Yeah, there's probably going to be some bloopers in there. Why is everything with Elon Gross now? Uh, Because we saw him without a shirt. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think now that uh, we have like a it's that, like a dad complex. Like you saw your dad with his shirt off one time. You're like, yeah, I can't think of it the same way. No, that that was. And you don't want to imagine rounds. your parents having sex. I mean, so. no. And now we have to think about Elon having sex. Well, there was some with his dad too, wasn't there? Uh, uh, yeah, I think his, his dad. His, his dad's did. people want his sperm to make more Elons. Yeah, he he just had
1: uh, some other child with a stepdaughter. stepdaughter that's a a true story google that i don't know whatever elon's (laughs) dad's name is i know mr musk yeah Ulan, (laughs) pylon (laughs) something um yeah just grossness all around i don't want to know about the the secret lives of rich people i really don't because there's never something good lurking
0: behind those closed doors are we no better than the inquirer with this segment anymore tmz man
1: yeah straight up tmz I just, for the record, you chose that story. I did. Well, you
0: know, we could have talked cars or SpaceX I, or something. Twitter. We could have talked something highly enlightened that he's doing, but he's not always that highly he's enlightened. He's just making he's babies. He's just a making babies yeah. like the rest of us. Yeah. And not you. No, I don't. I don't, I don't make <laughs> babies. Um,
1: let's let's talk about the grinding of the gears oh, uh, I,
0: I wasn't, these weren't legit but I can we can maybe muddle through one of them you want to do one maybe
1: we've actually been very well adjusted this last couple shows without you so it's I, I'm glad to see the, the curmudgeon has come back uh, okay yeah well, so you're not you're not too angry though
0: no I I so I've spent a lot of time in Memphis lately as I explained earlier in the show and in normal stop signs in normal intersections if somebody comes to a, say let's just say Daryl mm-hmm. you come up to a stop sign and the Throughway that you're going to cross doesn't have stop signs. Okay. What you would normally do is you would stop and you would look both ways, left and right, and make sure that nobody's coming. In Memphis, people who are coming down the road that doesn't have stop signs will stop and look at you. <laughs> and I wonder sometimes if they have insurance. <laughs> is that is that what that is? I think it is, because I think they have cars that maybe, and if you're at St. Jude, you're kind of in a little bit of a rough area before you kind of get back out to a decent area. Uh, and I think there's so many people driving without insurance, or they don't want to worry about wrecking their cars, they will literally stop and stop again and look at you, and you just pull out, you're like, driving etiquette makes no sense in, the, in these big towns.
1: Yeah, liability though, <laughs> liability coverage does, so there's that. Uh, interesting.
0: Yeah, I've noticed say. it a lot, and I've had summer in the car. I'm like, uh, I don't know why they're stopping because I don't either. Just go, Dad. Just like, just floor it. Yeah, just get out of here. <laughs> or maybe they're getting ready to load their rifle. I'm not sure which. Yeah, there's some
1: parts, but it's like any other city. There's some parts where. Yeah. Uh, oh, I've had people
0: like it's really rough in Memphis. You better be careful. I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah me trust me. Yeah, I handled roadblocks in Mexico. I can handle Memphis. All right?
1: e- yeah, uh, like all you got to do is show on the map of your family <laughs> vacation from two summers ago. Was it two years or something ago?
0: like that? It was. I think it was only. Was it only a year ago or was it two years ago? I don't remember. I don't remember either.
1: I think it was twenty-one. But whatever it was, I saw that map and I'm like, I'm never seeing any of the <laughs> stall <laughs> family again. They're gone, and I even told my mom, who who spent some time in Mexico in college, and she's like, mm, "I wouldn't do that." <laughs> it's like, oh, it'll be fine. You know, it was funny. There was a it. travel
0: warning that popped up here recently It said, "Don't travel to Mexico." I'm like, "Well, we did when we did." So, <laughs> we can yeah. strike while the iron's hot, kids. <laughs> exactly. All right, that's all I got for this week. Cars of the week, Daryl. It's been so long, and uh, and you know, yeah. we
1: we wow. we miss your practical choices. See, when Gabe was here filling in. I think he was picking, like, $500,000 armored-up SUVs yeah. that you could actually take on a road trip and through... Jason Daly did the same Mexico. thing. ...Mexico, yeah. yeah. And actually, you know, bulletproof glass, that kind of thing. Really nice choice, but I asked him, I said, what are you going to do with that? Are you Are going to go, like, take that to Kroger's? He's like, absolutely, I would. And he would, because that's who Gabe Casey is. <laughs> but your choices are a little more practical and fun. And then I scroll down to this, and I'm like, oh, listing for a friend... Another recreational vehicle. What did you pull out of your hat?
0: Yeah. So, you know, I was told that uh, the last time I, I wanted something, I think it was that Dodge truck with a, uh, it was like wrecked in Bloomington with the convertible top, which <laughs> yeah. is now resting comfortably at the Midas or the Meineke in Pekin. Seriously? Yes, that same truck. So somebody bought it, not running, and now it just sits there with the top down in Pekin. Probably got rained on all weekend. Poor thing. Yeah, poor thing. Go so rescue I should have bought it. My wife looked at it when we were driving through town a couple weeks ago. She goes, that I'm like, yeah, that and she goes, nah, no, no, uh, anyway, she, <laughs> it's like absolutely did, didn't spark joy, mm-hmm. but I, I've had a lot of thoughts because uh, you know, we, we bought the RV last year, but you know, or the camper, but we're not going to use a whole lot of it. But I was thinking, and this goes back to a uh, deal with my kid uh, if I had something where we could like pack in like a hotel room, we could drive across country, she's got like a five week break between uh, some of her stuff, I'm like it would be awesome if I had a motorhome. You know, yeah. but I don't want a full motorhome, Daryl. I don't want the giant thing with the flat front or the like the thirty-six tractor trailer. Yeah, oh yeah. my God! I don't want to deal diesel. with all that. No, no. So <laughs> what I found was a Thor Motor Coach Class B motorhome built on a Ram Promaster 3500, and it's in Macadaw, Illinois, just down the road, Daryl. Stones throwaway. It's Thirteen thousand miles. Got a generator. Got an awesome awning. It's uh, it is got. It has every piece that you would want to drive across the country. I think it even has a cassette player. Oh, that's a cassette toilet. Sorry, my bad. What's a cassette toilet? It's, uh, you kind of pull it out from a drawer and you <laughs> take a squat on it and then it's like a kitty litter tray. You know, once you're done, you just like pull out the cartridge. It's, I've never heard that. I'm going to, I'm going to Google it, but I probably won't want You would, you and Sarah would not like the cassette Pro- toilet, I don't believe. Probably it. not. Probably not. Anyway, they want, oh shoot, where is on the second page here? The price? No price, it's free. Oh, there you go. No, I do believe it was eighty five thousand dollars. You do see a lot of
1: these sorts of things, like on the Sprinter chassis or whatever this was, Ram Pro, Pro Master. Master, yeah. So it's like a delivery truck, mm-hmm. kind of. But it's perfect because they're still small and nimble enough to get through a city. Yep. I would hate to take an RV through some of those twisty mountain roads, but nope. something like this, it's manageable. But it's yep. you got the height, you got the room. Yeah. Probably a lot more efficient than than some of the, the larger ones.
0: I mean, in the worst case scenario, when you're traveling across the country, you can park it in the Walmart parking lot. You got a generator. Uh, yeah. they allow that kind of camping and there's enough room for several people put the blinders up on the front windows and you're good
1: residential vinyl flooring so you can bring your furry friend along and not worry about messes becoming stains you can bring your cat this guy is very practical I hope it's a legit ad it's <laughs> payable <laughs> in Walmart gift cards <laughs> what? EBay. that's
0: my choice so yeah it's a little extravagant for me but it was practical in some ways I won't get it but I dreamed of it and I thought I owned it for about five minutes in my head it's all right.
1: I like it. It's a
0: nice choice. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and applaud that. There we Thanks. Go. All
1: right. So my pick was dumb. Uh it's a it's a car that was. was so you a,
0: tried to parlay on me and on me and Gabe. I, I did? Yeah. I guess I did take Eric, this'll match your camper. It, it
1: that it would. So Gabe made fun of me too recently. He said I like only buy turquoise stuff or blue stuff. <laughs> I do like turquoise. And he was sending me like turquoise motorcycles. And as much of a manly man as I am, I probably wouldn't ride a turquoise motorcycle. I'm just not that. I good don't guy. believe that, really. Yeah, I think you would. Maybe I would. But this thing caught my eye because a it was turquoise. B, it's a 55 Packard, and it's a 400 series hardtop. So anybody remembers Packards? Usually they were kind of the uh, the, the rich old guys' car. Well, by 55 they kind of run their course. They were the beginning of the end. Packard eventually got bought by Studebaker and folded in 58. But 55 and six Packards are kind of like I think. Peak years for them because they they have really neat 50s car lines. They started putting a V8 in them, push-button automatic, lots of nice creature comforts. But they really were kind of the end of the line of what we knew as Packard. So this guy uh, in my car club texted me, and he's, he he says, hey, uh, my neighbor let me know there's a woman in Peoria. She's got her dad's 55 Packard that he bought new, and he just passed away last year at the age of 92. Oh, and she needs to sell the car. She's got a mechanic went through it, put new brakes, uh, got the motor running, new tires, white wall tires, all this stuff. And uh, she she wants fourteen grand, but she needs to sell it needs needs to go to a good home. He's like, I think someone in our club should buy it. It's only got fifty one thousand miles on it, so it's basically like like a nice used car. And it's pretty. It's it's two tone white, kind of a cream color and 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 turquoise. And it's it's a nice
0: car. Doesn't look perfect. where do you see it? Where's the list of it listed at?
1: Um, it's not listed anywhere, so I'm going to actually throw out my car club newsletter. So for where's the, where was the picture from? Uh, he sent it to me. Oh, okay. All me. right. So it's a friend of a, i think it's a neighbor. It's a, a neighbor, he said. Um, and I love that. It was sold new here in Peoria. I love original, untouched, local, one-owner, two-owner cars. But I don't have any room, and everybody I know just bought stuff. Uh, another friend of mine just got another Jeep at an auction. He's like, nobody has room because we keep buying <laughs> yeah, stuff. No,
0: really? Oh, shocker! So, I mean, honestly, I feel like if if it, the temptation was that strong, you could always find another storage unit.
1: I probably could. Yeah. Although mine got broken into tonight. Did yeah. I mention that? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, fourteen grand is a little too rich for my blood. If it was like ninety five hundred, maybe w- would you really be a player? If, if that, it was under ten k,
0: yeah, you would. Yeah. What would you do with it? I don't know. <laughs> so I drive it? I don't know. Drive it? Mm, like you c- get rid of anything? No.
1: No. Absolutely not. Uh, no, it's it's become a problem. I'm I I would love to see somebody take this and 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 bring it to the next level.
0: I guess. I mean, this is I see like puppy hoarders and stuff like that. It's getting to that point. Yeah. It's you feel like that everything is like you're rescuing something for posterity. Meanwhile, there's three dead carcasses
1: behind the couch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you took it there. I did, not but yeah. <laughs> there's, that's what happens, though. It always starts out with, yeah. oh, I'm just going to love him. The best give, intentions, yeah. Give him a good home. Yeah. And unfortunately, your wife has got a little bit of that. Thank God she you guys is. aren't puppy hoarders. No, no, not yet. Or newspaper hoarders. I mean, I might not be able to get into your house here in another couple of years. No, no, it would not get that bad because I don't read anything. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: Except Hemmings Hemmings Motor News um no I don't know I don't know what'll happen um but I would love to see this thing come home and stay in my garage forever and ever but it won't happen yeah so that's why it's a car of the week it's virtual yep. good pick Daryl. thanks not a shocker at all but uh you know still think you need it for your camping business Yeah. No, it yeah. does match your camper doesn't it does, it, not? it
0: does it does it's... and I'm trying to I'm trying to 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 shed I'm trying to downsize Marie Kondo your life yes exactly yeah I'm going to fold right. my t-shirts differently <laughs> There you go. (laughs) All right. And with that, I don't even know how long you've wasted here with another episode of Throne Wrenches Podcast. Hope you enjoyed yourself. You should have, because there was a
1: lot of great material. There was. And it was, I'll tell you what, man, it's good to have you back. We'll do some of these shows together when your you know schedule allows. Yes. And then we'll, you know, have Gabe in here like Weekend at Bernie's. We'll just prop him up and we'll just make some laughs. And he's better than that. No, Are you calling him a dead fish? No, he's he's the Jonathan Silverman to my Andrew McCarthy.
0: There you go. <laughs> Is it maybe I'm the husk in the middle. I don't maybe know Maybe what, what that means. Just prop me up. <laughs> You're not that bad. <laughs> yes, thanks. Just put again. your shades on; yeah, it's fine. Yeah, thanks again for listening. Uh, appreciate the feedback, and you can always give us a review because you get a cool sticker. That's right. Oh,
1: and speaking of stickers, I will get yours in the mail. You know who you are. Oh. Uh, I got a little returned envelope. I got to take care of when I get home tonight, so I don't forget. But, anyways, good to talk to you, Eric. We'll see you on the next one. Hey, everybody, see you later.
0: I haven't had sex in ages. <laughs>